Hello everyone, this is Oscar. Welcome to Room for Pleasure. Growing up, we tend to build our sexual reality on what we hear from our social environment. But we are all unique and our needs are different. I believe normalizing talking about pleasure and sex and hearing other people's stories can inspire many of us to discover and embrace our sexuality. That's why I sit down with people I met in Lisbon to talk about in which ways they're experiencing pleasure. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode in Room for Pleasure. And today I have Marcela with me. She's joining from Barcelona. And yes, hi Marcela, how are you? Hi Yolje, nice to see you, nice to meet you finally. Good to yes. be here, very excited for this day. I'm also so excited, thank you so much for coming. Uh, so yes, I will just throw the ball to you and then I would like to ask you, uh, just give some details about yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my name is Marcela. I was born and grown in Brazil. Now I live in Barcelona. I am Italo-Brazilian and I work mainly with therapeutic theater, improvisation theater, and also coaching. So I help people and mainly women to learn more about their authenticity and how to express themselves. And I got interested in participating on this podcast um, because I believe there is a lot about our self-expression that is related to the topic of sexuality. And yes, so let's see how we develop this topic. Yes, thank you again uh, for coming today. And then, yeah, so you are basically working with people a lot. You are hearing, I'm sure, lots of stories, lots of different backgrounds. Uh, What's the most inspiring or interesting story you heard from your clients? Well, um, first of all, I believe every person is special. Like, it doesn't matter which is their story. Everyone has something special to share and important to share with the world. But I believe the most inspiring, let's say, situation I have lived uh, was in one of my teaching experiences uh, in which I was working in a very, let's say, unusual context um, I was working, I was developing a work inside a prison uh, with transgender inmates in Italy. It was part of the internship that I had to do for my university. And I was a creative writing teacher inside the prison, working with transgender inmates. Um, and definitely the experience of teaching them in such, uh, let's say, delicate context brought me a bigger understanding about reality, which I didn't have before. Because, of course, um, when they arrive to the context of prison, they are mainly coming from vulnerable previous experiences in life. And when you hear their stories and what they have been through, um, discovering themselves and experiencing all the difficulties 
of uh, living in a society in which they're not accepted maybe or they don't even know how to like how to proceed right when they are discovering or when they are in the transition phase where they don't understand the things um so i have heard many of their stories and yes definitely this was one of the most inspiring experiences i have lived uh also because these people uh one of the students that was there uh she arrived there because she got involved in drug dealing um and this brought her to the to the prison right and arriving there uh i started working and she asked me could you please print a picture of my mother because i am here nobody knows me i don't speak the idiom uh by coincidence she was brazilian um yeah so on that moment in her life um i could be let's say the bridge that could connect her to the environment that she was in because she was not speaking any italian it was in rome uh and then i entered on on her facebook to print the picture of the mother and there was a message of the mother saying please if you heard from my daughter uh, i don't know where she is i don't know if she's alive or she's dead uh could you please uh call me and give me information and then uh on that situation i got in a position in which technically i couldn't do anything uh because we are not allowed uh of course uh to well to contact or to to how can i say promote the contact from the people that are inside the jail with the people that are outside but it was the case that it was a mother and a daughter <laughs> and then and then i i thought of course if i was in the position of the mother or or, or of the daughter i would i would need someone to do that for me so of course i broke the rules and i i put them in contact somehow so finally they managed to contact and they they finally could wrote letters and then video calls and then yeah things like this and nowadays this person uh, she left the prison and she's now working with children in vulnerable situations uh doing volunteer work and helping them having a better life she she ended up living in italy because in brazil transsexual people they they have risk of life so yeah. when they when they come here they get the asylum the political asylum um so yeah she she ends up nowadays helping people in vulnerable situations that are immigrants or come from africa and yeah So uh, I'm glad to see how her life changed and definitely this is one of the most inspiring stories that I have between so many. <laughs> wow, that's really intense. I really had no idea. I was not expecting anything like that. Wow. <laughs> and it's so brave of you to, you know, like take that decision and then actually break the rules and then help them. Wow, that's really inspiring. Wow. 
I think I would do that again <laughs> if I had. Yeah, and I think, yeah, that's the most important when you say that, when you're still, you know, uh, behind your decision, that means really a lot. Hmm. Wow, okay. Hmm. Um, then I will move on a bit uh, about our previous chat because uh, we are talking with you for more than a month now. And then you mentioned to me, uh, like... Um, about recreating what we have learned about sexuality. And now I would like to ask you, uh, how did you learn about sexuality as a child or a teenager? Mm -hmm. And how would you like to change it? Mm -hmm. Well, so I believe as the majority of people in our society, uh, sexuality was always a taboo. Mainly for us women, uh, when we hear... Uh, well, <laughs> close your legs, don't put your hands there, uh, this is dirty. Well, we know all the things we hear, right? When we are growing up and learning about our bodies, about sexuality, about, well, everything that um, you are doing such a, a good job here to, let's say, to re-educate people, no? So... In my point of view, how I would like to recreate or re-educate, let's say, people or even myself, because I believe this is a continuous um, path in which we never stop learning, because sexuality is part of our lives since we are child, right? And it goes changing a long time so even if we think we know a lot i believe uh, every age and every generation let's say like this has its own learnings about sexuality um and for example um i believe these days we are getting much more conscious about our boundaries about uh, how to communicate what we like and uh, understanding that sexuality goes much beyond what are the genitals, right? Um, so understanding sexuality as a relationship that is also part of our self-love. Because if I don't understand my sexuality, how can I love myself fully? right? So if I am on a path of learning how to love myself, learning about my sexuality is as well part of it. I really like it, the part you said, understanding sexuality as a part of, you know, like self-love. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking like no one ever also put it in that way while growing up. That's something also I'm trying to learn. And yeah, that's really, really important. Yeah, you were saying something. Yeah, and also understanding sexuality as something as natural as, for example, let's say <laughs> we eat every day, right? Yes, we need to eat. We also need to understand about our sexuality is a part of our lives that are that is so vital and so important as nurturing our bodies somehow. Yeah sexuality is also about nurturing our bodies and of course the pleasure is related to to the food for example uh, that we eat and it's also related to sexuality in the sense that 
we have to learn what we like so we can nurture ourselves in a more deeper way or healthier way, right? Uh, I believe sexuality that we learn in general um, usually comes from porn culture, which is a very problematic thing nowadays um, because there is no basically sexual education uh, in the school. Uh, well, in the school, they teach us how to protect ourselves, how to not get pregnant. But for example, even talking about uh, sexual diseases, uh, which is something very important, I think that's very underrated. Uh, we don't talk about it. And we go like getting involved with people without even thinking about this. Um, not saying that we shouldn't get involved sexually because, of course, uh, it's very difficult not to do that nowadays in the society that we are. But protecting ourselves and having an open dialogue about it without this also being a taboo. So, yeah, I think there are so many things we could talk about regarding like re-educating us sexually that I could spend hours, hours, hours. But yes, maybe let me know how it resonates to you or maybe if you have a question on, on this topic. No, definitely. Thank you so much. I think you pointed like very important topics, actually. Uh, it made me really, again, sad at the same time while listening to you. Uh, that's, again, thinking we still have these gaps and education the awareness is not being built up while growing up. And then this is something we need to do as adults, uh, you know, not get into wrong paths or protect ourselves. But yeah, I'm totally with you actually on that point. Sure. Okay, now um, I will change a bit the topic. And I know you just came, uh, actually you completed this uh, shamanic tantra course we were talking also and on this episode i would like to open the doors of tantra <laughs> uh, since i'm also super curious to learn and yeah like can you tell us uh, what tantra is and how can we use that practice in our sexual or personal lives definitely uh, tantra is not only related to sexuality even though it's very common to hear about Tantra and think about, for example, Tantric massages, but mm -hmm. this is a part of Tantra. Uh, and for example, on this course, we not even explored that. Uh, on the, this course that I took, which was uh, an intensive course in five days, we were working a lot on meditations and on connecting to our bodies even in a more energetic level so i believe tantra as a broader philosophy that of which sexuality is of course a part but mm -hmm. is how to understand sexuality related to spirituality so what if the act of making love is something sacred and how can we make it in a way that for the other is also a healing possibility in the sense that when i touch other person 
with love and when I open myself to another, uh, how can we connect in a deeper level? So I believe Tantra mm. is a great uh, way for us to learn how to connect on a deeper level. For example, um, to practice uh, some things of Tantra, you can focus uh, on your breathing, on how the breathing moves through your body. Uh, for example, I don't know how you are sitting now because it's, it's difficult. We are not in front of each other. But when we are sitting, okay, let's suppose yeah. that we are not conscious mm -hmm. of our posture. So in a sitting position, if we would do a Tantra meditation or any kind of meditation, we can observe, is there any tension, for example, in my genitals? Is there any tension uh, in my body in general? Am I aligned in my posture? And from that, from that state of presence, uh, we can start, for example, sitting uh, one in front of another. This could be an easy Tantra practice for uh, people that never practice. So to sit in front of your partner and simply look in the eyes. And it's easier if you look on the left eye, which is the eye that is on the side of the heart. So to concentrate on the eye of the person that is in front of you and start synch synchronizing the breathing. So breathe, inhale, exhale, and give time to it. And observe if any tension is created. Observe how the energy is moving in your body. Observe if you need space, for example, to express something. Because sometimes, uh, if we are in a relationship, let's say like this, um, we have the thing that is called a makeup sex, right? So people fight and they go to bed and then everything seems to be fine after. And some days later, they are fighting again. Why? Because actual communication doesn't happen. So, for example, in a Tantra practice, I believe also communication would be a part of it. So maybe... Um, one of the partners have the need of expressing an emotion. And when I am open to the other and I create a safe container in which that other person can express himself or herself, um, sex is just a part of everything. It's not the final goal, but it's a part of everything. So sexuality understood in a broader sense, understood uh, on how do we connect to each other in a deeper level. Also because, um, well, having sex, we can create a life, we can generate a life. So we have here a powerful energy, which is our creative energy. And when we talk about, for example, Kundalini energy, which means the creative energy or the sexual energy, we are literally talking about the things we can create. So when having sex for Tantra, for example, 
is one of the most powerful moments for it in which we can manifest the things that we want. Because the orgasm is a peak of energy that when done in depth and connection has the power to transmute the energy. So whatever negativity you are experiencing, uh, you can actually heal yourself when you are on this level of connection, the sex with another. But it's difficult because uh, we are not prepared to connect on a deeper level if we are afraid of being vulnerable. I love you know talking about these things <laughs> but I, I have a question now so. <laughs> let's say that okay I'm really curious about tantra I'm learning about it mm-hmm. and the more I learn now I want like a partner uh, that I can share this in my life <laughs> like where do I find this partner yeah. <laughs> or do I create like I influence them. I don't know. How is this connection will happen? What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Let's take to another example that maybe it's easier. Okay. So let's say you want to learn, I don't know, you want to learn a new idiom and and you have no idea about it. What do you do? I go to an expert. You go yeah. to an expert, but first you start learning by yourself, of course. I mean, you you will look for someone that knows this, but in the beginning, you will have to, I don't know, to go to an application to learn to communicate in a new idiom or how the sound of the alphabet or things like this. So before having someone that you can communicate with, at least some basic things you will learn for yourself first. Or either you are going to travel to the country that speaks that idiom or things like this. I know when we talk about Tantra, it's not that simple. Um, But what I mean is, uh, if we want to find someone that can connect to us on this level, what we have to start doing is to become first before we want to find it we become first so when this person arrives it's first because you are going to be already on the same level of energy or connection but first be you this person and then whatever person arrives to your life you can also share you can also start opening yourself and maybe the person gets curious and starts to wanting to learn with you but if you don't know nothing about it uh and we expect the other to come with all the pack no uh, <laughs> a pretty partner sexy tantric uh that gives us pleasure i don't know what else is your criteria it's like no like i think that's pretty unrealistic um so yeah first becoming becoming what we want in order to have it and then if we don't find at least we are all of these you know what i mean (laughs) yeah exactly i think it's the trying no that's really inspiring thank you thanks (laughs) a lot Hmm. okay 
then maybe like some questions around uh, communication then uh, it's good to ask here uh, have you yourself experienced any challenges or any barriers when it comes to uh, expressing yourself your desires your needs and yeah how did you overcome them and like how did it change in time maybe well definitely I believe <clears throat> the more relationships we have, the more we learn about ourselves. And some relationships are easier because we meet the other in a level of openness or sensibility or depth that we already met ourselves. And then definitely this is easier. So we can also understand that is is about working on ourselves and about understanding that we are responsible for expressing the things that we want instead of expecting the other to fulfill our needs but once we express what we need and what we want if the other person is not able to give us this then i believe is our responsibility to take us out of a place that is not giving us what we need uh, so i think from my most recent learnings uh, i am understanding that i cannot expect everything from someone i am also responsible for communicating what i need and of course having the patience to wait for the timing that this person will process what what i am saying and let's see what happens in time but then once it's not working uh for example sometimes many times this can happen uh because we love someone we end up ignoring some boundaries of yeah, what exactly. we need to to be good to be okay so we we end up ignoring some boundaries because we love the other and little by little this starts taking let's say the safe space that we need in order to be in a relationship and when we see uh this starts taking energy from us because if we are not uh, in that space, which is our safe space, in that boundary that we put. Of course, everything is communication, is understanding uh, how much uh, of yourself you want to give and how much you need to yourself. And also, what does the other need? Because if we all stay in our boundaries and we don't find a common space, there is no relationship. We, we are in our safe castles, right? So we always have to find exactly. this, this balance. Um, and yeah, I, I believe that it, it's communicating healthy boundaries because uh, once with my students, we were talking exactly about this, right? Uh, and one of my students, he said, well, I think boundaries are opposite to connection because if you put a boundary, how can you connect? And I said, Mm, actually, a boundary can help you having a healthier connection because the connection we are seeking is not one plus one equal one. We are seeking one plus one equal two because eventually if we split, 
I'm still one and you are still one. We are not 0 0.5, <laughs> explaining this mathematically, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> so when I was a teenager, for example, uh, well, the, the first boyfriend is, is pretty much like a fairy tale. And we idealize everything. Yeah, and of course. This is going to be forever. Um, so we have this no while he's my soulmate. Uh, we are going to be forever together. And he's my other half. And then we start like maybe losing a part of ourselves and putting so much on that uh, us that eventually you don't know who you are anymore. And I think now for me, it's very important to understand who I am before putting myself into an us because I know what I am bringing to the table and I know exactly what I want the other person to bring to the table. And if it's not that, I'm taking out myself from that situation because this does not honor what I need or yes or the space I want in order to be me. Um, and I know it's not, it's not easy to have standards and sometimes this can feel pretty alone. Um, <clears throat> but that's the, um, I think that's the challenge. That's the challenge that we all have to overcome before finding someone that can really go with us in a longer path let's say like this yeah i hear you and i think that's definitely coming from a very healthy uh place like all the things you are saying is a uh, therapy <laughs> yes therapy session for me and for our listeners <laughs> thank you so much for that um uh yeah turning back to maybe partners or relationships uh you just mentioned uh, a few questions before like we want these partners to come super handsome super sexy give me pleasure la 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 of course the life is not like that um but in your relationships then how do you or how we should balance the desire and the physical pleasure um like how should we make this, you know, emotional connection side and the physical, like, pleasure world, that uh, pleasure side balance? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Mm. I believe there is a part of yourself that should always be yours in the sense of what nurtures you can also of course, come from another person. And definitely when we are in love with someone, uh, it's such a pleasure and a blessing to receive you know, love from someone. Because, for example, you can cook something delicious to you as a form of self-love. But when someone is cooking to you, it's like, wow, no, it's amazing. Uh, but not expect that everything will come from the other so eventually when this person is not there for you you are there for yourself um and always of course respecting uh what you need because you don't want someone that is there available but that does not attract you physically i believe we should not 
also ignore, for example, the, the physical part of what is important for us. Because many people would say, wow, but this is so superficial. Uh, you should fall in love with the soul and not with the body. Uh, yeah, we can say like that, but let's not be hypocrites. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's something important. Yeah. You, you take care of yourself and maybe you put makeup or you put a perfume because you want to feel beautiful and you also want to show yourself to the others. So why wouldn't you want someone that is with you to do the same, right? Um, so yeah, I think just accept. Accept this as a fact that uh, maybe it's not going to be that easy to find someone that uh, has all of these characteristics and probably there will always... We are human. There is always going to be something. I don't know. Maybe this person likes to eat... Uh, a strange thing that you don't like uh, <laughs> let's say exactly yeah yeah you know like strange habits who knows but well uh that's life right we cannot have everything but we can maybe work in order to to be grateful and happy with the things that we have so <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay and then um, I would like to ask you, how is your relationship with solo practice, masturbation? And did it change, uh, like the practice or your perception over time? Uh, yeah, I would like to ask you on this. Mm -hmm. So I think since I was a kid, let's say that curiosity always was there, right? Because what is this what is this part of the body so maybe you like as a kid even you you start touching yourself and you don't know what what is that until then in school people start talking about this and it's everything is so mysterious and it's like a secret and you cannot talk about it and, and it's something that is good and da, da, da. okay <laughs> then eventually um like in our teenage years, right? For example, I lost my virginity with when I was 15, which was my first boyfriend, and he was also. Well, I don't like the um, the term. I have to resignify it. Actually, you see how I said I said that without thinking. Uh, lost the virginity. We don't lose anything. We just gain sexuality. I have seen. These days, someone talking about that. We don't lose virginity, we gain sexuality. Because, well, of course, it comes with a, a very negative charge, no? The word lose the virginity, it's such a <laughs> Catholic morals, yes. let's say, like that. <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> uh, definitely. Um, in the beginning... I was exploring myself without like communicating, like I never had orientation on that or uh, what is the vulva, what is the clitoris. Uh, these are things you learn later in life. But because I started pretty early, let's say like this, uh, in my young years, I already had like a boyfriend. I would also try, let's say, toys, um, vibrators, and things like this. So fortunately, 
uh, <laughs> I could like hide myself and I was I think 16 year old when I had my first toy and that allowed me to have a very healthy relationship with my body except for the fact that uh, it was always like so difficult to hide this because we feel is wrong we feel it's wrong and we have to hide it. Uh, yeah, I believe everybody, like everybody, like living with the parents, like, for example, the boys, they take a long time in the shower. What are you doing in there? <laughs> and the girls, like, I don't know, well, we find our ways, right? And then definitely um, in a pretty young age, um, I learned about my body, about what I liked. But then I believe it's not only about, for example, the pleasure that we can feel. And Tantra helps me to resignify this uh, in the sense that, for example, uh, toys were a, a, a huge revolution that allow women to explore their bodies and to know themselves and to feel pleasure in a much easier way. Because for the men, it's much easier, right? They have their penis like the whole life there and they can see it but we cannot see ourselves so this exercise of like looking at the vulva and doing some meditations on it uh, look at this part of your body with love do not be ashamed of of like doing this this is something very recent in my life and i am almost 30 year old so um i believe i'm constantly learning about sexuality and um, again masturbation as a practice of self-love not only for example as a stress reliever but actually as cultivating a moment with ourselves of love and intimacy uh yeah in this sense yeah and i think that's always uh, like inspires me knowing that it's something uh like evolves in time of course what you like and can change as well but what it means to you can change or maybe something was working for you for the last 10 years but now you are dis you discovered something else and you are like oh that works better you know maybe five years later you will discover something else and then i don't know it will open up something new so I think it's so nice not to take it as just, you know, one thing. And then, yeah, I used to do that in 15. So this is my, you know, how I connect with my body. No, but then there are millions of ways. And I think, I don't know, it really makes me happy <laughs> to think in that way. Of course. And it's such a beautiful um, exploration that we should give more time to ourselves. So do not rush into achieving, for example, the orgasm, but focusing on yeah. the sensations in the body, on how you are feeling in that moment. I love to think of a ritual, like uh, putting music, lighting up candles, incenses. <laughs> I believe this makes everything more special. So when you have this actually with someone, he's not going to be the quick sex and that's it of course you can also have quick sex and that's it but uh imagine that it's much more um, interesting 
if it's not only the act itself because it's it's such a sad thing to think that penetration is the only <laughs> is the only possible uh, like pleasure route you know um so yeah i think we can explore so much and and we we miss a lot by not exploring it definitely yeah hmm. the setting is everything i think it's so important uh okay now coming to our core question what does pleasure mean to you hi pleasure mm, i believe is a divine right of every human to experience in life and i really wish that everybody could experience pleasure in a meaningful way not only sexually wise but as well in what we need for our souls to to live in this planet so even like basic human rights like having a clean water a fresh uh like nature and this connection so i believe pleasure goes beyond um sex of course uh having food having a nurtured food or having a healthy emotional relationship uh with your family for example what a pleasure it is to be accepted and to feel that um people love you right so i and yeah. it's pleasure in this sense of enjoyment of being happy so today um i went for a massage which is something that um i don't do so often right and i went for to get a massage on the spa and and then when she finished uh the girl she asked me how are you <laughs> and i was like oh my god i cannot believe that I never do this for myself like and I was reflecting. That's so nice. Yeah. And it's just that like one thing that you do for yourself and then the feeling you get is just like you know that amazing. You definitely deserve it and you should definitely make time for it. I really feel you on this. And yes, thank you so much Marcela for coming today, joining us. Um, sharing your ideas, your stories. Thank you. Like.